Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. Welcome to a live Q&A. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well. As everyone is coming in live, I want to make sure I address those who's watching me later or listening to me later on my podcast or watch later on YouTube or Facebook. I want to say thank you all so much for watching. If you've been a subscriber for a long period of time, I want to say thank you um, so much for being a subscriber, whether it's been 13 years ago or just three minutes ago. I want to say thank you um, for trusting my material as a resource that will aid your walk with God and to benefit you as you grow into the new phases of your life. So I hope you are enjoying it. But for those who's watching me and they're not a subscriber, it's your very first video. You've seen a few and you haven't subscribed yet. I hope that after you watch this video, after you got some information or some insight, I pray that you see me as a resource enough to subscribe and I would love to serve you um, as a as an online coach or however you see me, I would love to uh, uh, be used by God to help you in any kind of way. But for those who's coming in live, let me know where you watch from. This is a live Q&A. And so for those who's watching a little bit later, make sure you hit that post notifications so that you'll be able to get these live Q&A uh, notifications so that you'll be able to hop in and get your questions answered. And Nick Charles, what's going on? Hey, from Miami. Thank you for watching. You knew, uh, Young, you knew. Thank you for watching. So as everyone's coming and getting their questions in, uh, just want to say thank you all again for all y'all support. Um, um, coaching going forward is going to be a little bit different for y'all who don't know. I've started my own Patreon community where for those who want life coaching of, of any sort, you can join me now on my for doers only uh, uh, Patreon page. So make sure you check it out there. I would love to serve you in any kind of way, uh, but that's how coach is going to go uh, forward. So if you want coaching one-on-one or a, a little bit more personal connection with me, uh, make sure you check out the link below. I would love to serve you there. Let's get right into it. Rose Purple says, hello, coach. Can you pray for my aunt who is in the hospital of cancer? I'll pray for right now. Heavenly Father, you know the young lady's name. You know who the person I'm standing in the gap for, the aunt that's in the hospital. We believe that you are the great physician, that you are a healer. We stand in the gap for any type of emotional wounds or anything that may be contributing um, to doubt, um, contributing to depression uh, that may be aiding this ailment in her life. I think the joy of the Lord is her strength, that she'll find strength in you. If there's any desire for her um, to keep moving forward, I pray that you rekindle that flame and let her know that, that she does have purpose and that you are her healer, her personal physician. And Lord, we just thank you for her that right now in that hospital room, there is peace overshadowing her. We come against every type of demonic plot or scheme of the devil. We counsel any op, uh, 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 plot to steal, kill, destroy. We counsel you now in Jesus' name. She will live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. We believe right now that she will be divinely healed so that those that's around her, doctors wise, can come to faith to God. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for um, that being manifested by faith. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Hope that was a blessing. Let her know I prayed for. What's up, Pastor? Good to see you, brother. Good to see you too, Joshua. Hope you're doing well. A. Rice says, good evening from Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you so much. Jamelia says, my question is, what to do if I'm not attracted to a guy who is a follower of Christ? He seems spiritually sound, but he's not attractive. Well, attraction is multifaceted. Uh, um, um, appearance is the initial stage of attraction. Um, but but uh, the, the thing you should be looking for is holistic attraction, right? And so there's nothing wrong with liking what you like. Contrary to what people say, there's nothing wrong with liking what you like because um, 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 because God uh, designed those type of desires, especially if you delight in him inside your heart. The real thing that I would say is to make sure that your attraction level is not superficial. But if you're not attracted to him, then, then that's, just not, that's just not who you uh, want to be with. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with telling a good Good option. No, 
um, especially if it's something that you know for a fact that you can't see yourself with now. But you also have to remember, attraction does, I wouldn't say fade, 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 but attraction changes over time. So make sure that your premise and your foundation is not about um, well, my man has to look like this or else, because what happens when he goes through the different trials of life? Will you still be willing to be his wife? Right. And so you have to understand that attraction uh, doesn't fade, but it but it increases in, in, in other areas. So make sure that you're not so pent on um, over uh, overly uh, looking at specifics like, oh, he's two inches off from being six foot two. And all of a sudden you threw with him. Like you have to make sure that you are, when you look at him, you just say, there's no attraction there. Uh, there may be attraction spiritually, but we have to make sure that we're realistic enough knowing that there has to be some level of holistic attraction. And that includes the physical. The physical may be what gets you connected, but it's the spiritual that keeps y'all connected. So make sure that you're not superficial. Make sure you're not overly um, examining things that really don't matter in the long run. But if this is a person that's just not, he's just, no matter how you look at him with one eye, two eyes or eyes closed, uh, uh, if he's just not attractive, then, then there's nothing wrong with that. He seems spiritually sound, but he is not attractive. That is what it is. There's a lot of people that spiritually uh, um, sound, but what we don't want to happen is that if you know that you're not attracted to him and you know that's just not it, you don't want him to make him, you don't want him to believe that there's something legitimate between y'all two, but deep down inside, that's not what you want. Young Yunu says, coach, I need your help. I struggle with my singleness. I wish to have a wife. Does God have a wife uh, ready for me? Let's read it again. Coach, I need your help. I struggle with my singleness. I wish to have a wife. Uh, does God have a wife ready for me? Well, you have to ask yourself first, am I ready for a wife? Uh, oftentimes, anytime that we find ourselves in these seasons, fam, and trust me, I've been there, instead of focusing on who's not there or focusing on whether or not uh, your wife is coming soon, let's focus on developing. Let's focus on making sure that we become that men of God that that woman um, needs, you see what I'm saying, and desires. So if you're struggling with your singleness, it's probably you have too much idle time with your singleness. What transitioned me to make my singleness successful was minimizing my idle time. Like I always say, idle time leads to idle mind. Idle mind leads to idle hands. Idle hands leads to idle worship. You'll begin to worship different things or you just have too much time. And you'll be entertaining these ideologies and, and things in your mind. Uh, setting yourself up for idolatry. So what I what what you what I would do if I were you, is to assess your singleness and ask yourself: Am I making the best use of my time? Uh, why am I struggling? Am I struggling because of of everyone around me getting married? Am I struggling because uh, I'm just getting weary and well doing? Well, you have to take some time to breathe, assess, and examine to see: Are you doing your part to make sure idle time is not a uh, a uh, 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 vast in your life? And how you how you shrink idle time? It's finding your purpose and being productive. Um, I made uh, oh, probably in my singleness, I made about 1400 videos. I created maybe uh, four uh, five books before I got married, maybe five books. Um, yes, five books, uh, two card game. I, I made my singleness productive. I, I, I began to engage with God. And I think when you begin to realize that singleness is just as important as marriage, then you will see the value of your singleness. And that's what happens. If you don't see value of singleness, then you will be tired of it. But when you see the value of singleness, you will never get tired of it. You may be have moments, but you won't get tired because you understand the purpose of that season. So if you're struggling, what are the contributing factors to your struggle? 
Typically, when you struggle, it means there's some level of mental strain or there's a level of too much idle time and your mind is too caught up in wondering versus pondering on the plans that God has for you. So you have to make sure that you never wish for a thing more than you desire God, because without God in your singleness, you won't be of any help or use to your woman when you do have her. God does. I really do believe uh, um, that God has uh, uh, desires to meet our desires. But don't worry about if she's ready for you. Just just get ready and stay ready because sometimes you could be ready for a thing, but it's just not God's perfect timing for a thing. Because if God comes a couple of days before his timing, it warps or it would affect everything connected to it. So you have to just trust God's timing. And when you do have these moments of frustration, find your foundation and get your hands active in the field of your purpose. Hope to help. Great questions, y'all. Universe Discipline says, hey, coach, I try to spend time with God, but every time I get distracted, end up, but every time I get distracted, end up on YouTube or watching the show. Any help? Great question. Um, let me let me let me kind of explain like this. Um, spending time with God is one of those things that we uh, can make um, uh, more than just one moment in a day. Right. Um, right now, um, before I got here, I went to the weight room. I spent time with God. When I was cutting the grass today, I spent time with God. Spending time with God doesn't mean you have to always communicate. Like if my wife is in the house, I'm spending time. If we're if we're sitting down, we're 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 spending that moment together, right? And oftentimes we think spending time with God always has to be in a prayer closet or with the Bible in front of us. No, it's, it's spending time with God is just being available and, and being aware of who he is. So when I was cutting the grass and I saw a little bunny rabbit come across, I was in awe of God's creation. And so that, that made me aware of him. So when you are when you are used to acknowledge him in all your ways, even beyond the times that you make a way to spend time with him. But if you make it a practice to acknowledge him in everything that you do, then in every area of your life, you will be aware of his handiwork, aware of his creation. And it will draw you to be aware of him. And then you will actually accompany him in wherever uh, place that you find yourself. So here are some tips that will help you uh, maximize that time with God. First off, you have to practice acknowledging him. Acknowledgement leads to awareness. Awareness leads to availability. Availability leads to accessibility and accessibility leads to the use of my ability, right? So when I am uh, acknowledging him, like in my day, wow, God, thank you so much uh, for whatever blessing you have noticed. Or when you get, when you have become aware that you took a deep breath and you're like, man, God, thank you for that deep breath. Or when you see that you missed a, a, an opportunity of pain or whatever, and God brought you through some practice, acknowledge him. If you get a discount on a sandwich, acknowledge him. If you get a uh, um, uh, uh, a parking space in the front, acknowledge him. Every time, he, every time I see any kind of way that I think that my heavenly father will bless me, I acknowledge him and, and I become aware of him, which then makes me a little bit more aware of the details because God is in the details. And when I'm more aware of God in the details, then it will make me more available because I understand when I flow with God and walk with God and spend time with God throughout my day, not just within a particular point in a day, that I will begin to see my hours accumulate because I've been spending more time with him, which then makes me more accessible. So I'm looking for opportunities for God to use me and to use my ability, right? So don't think about uh, um, um, spending time with God as, uh, oh, I missed my moment. 
You spend time with God in every moment. The Bible says in him that we live, move, and have our being. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. And like I always say for teaching purposes, omnipresence is not there to tally up your sins, but his omnipresence is there to let you know that he's a present help in a time of trouble and in a time of triumph, letting you know that he's everywhere. And if he's everywhere, then there's a, there's an opportunity for me to spend time with him at any moment, right? But if you deal, struggle with distractions, then you got to assess your heart and ask yourself, uh, um, um, what void in my life uh, or what issue in my life is drawing me to this? Is there any type of insecurity or is there any type of thing in my heart or, or is it just a, a lack of discipline? Sometimes we just got to become more disciplined and discipline increases when you put things in their proper order and you see the value of each thing and how they connect with each other. And you know that time with God drastically affects every other thing that you find yourself in. So I hope that helped. I hope that was a benefit, fam. And um, I just hope that helped. Sometimes we think spending time with God is solely just reading our word and praying. He's a person. I, I, if I spend time with my wife and the only time I spend time with her or, or I engage her is to read her love letter. And that's all I do. I, I read cars. She's right there. And I'm just reading cars and stuff like that. That's good. But, but she's right there. And I think sometimes we get so caught up on the scripture that we forget about the author and the uh, they're they're there together to work with each other. The word that God wrote and the spirit of God that he sent is there to help us no matter where we are. And when we know that he's accessible and he's everywhere, we'll spend more time. And you will see that. Wow. I've really spent a lot of time with God today because I was more aware of where he was. Lord, I uh, hope I didn't pronounce your name wrong. Hello, coach. How do you develop true fear of God? It's realizing who he is. Um, he's God. The Bible says, why fear a man who can only kill the body? He said, you better fear the one that could put both body and soul in hell. We have to put God's personhood in perspective. We have to understand that he is not just a loving God. He's a God that deserves respect and honor. See, I think we get a God twisted like he's just some father who's just doesn't chasing whom he, those whom he loves, that he ain't really about withholding things from us if we prove not ready for. We just got to put some more respect on him, put some more respect on his name. And how do you develop fear of God? It's understanding God more and more, his attributes, and understand the balance of God, that God's a father. And a, a father not only instructs, not only does a father love, but a father also disciplines. And when you understand that that there is a judgment for believers. And I think people forget that we will be judged. The people who sin, they'll be judged and sent to hell. But we have to understand we will be judged too. We will be held accountable for what we did post-salvation. See what I'm saying? We're going to be judged on how we built on the man, Christ Jesus, on the name Christ. We will be judged. And I don't got time to stand before my God and my work undone due to some uh, uh, frivolous little things on this earth that kept me from being about my father's business. I hate to think. So you develop true fear of God by getting to know him truly. The Bible says they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. And truth sets us free. And truth is a person. You see what I'm saying? And so when we understand who he is in attribute form and when we understand the accountability in regards to our, 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 our great white throne judgment, Man, I think your fear of God will increase. But fear doesn't mean I'm shaking, I'm afraid. Fear just means I respect his position as the highest position. I guarantee it. If if a police officer or a person of authority, uh, whether it's a judge or whatever, and you in front of that person, you're not afraid of that person. You're afraid of that position and that person's power. 
You're not necessarily afraid of that person. You, you're, you're reverencing that person's position and that person's power. So I'm not afraid of God. I just respect who he is because of his position and because of his power. And, and it just puts things in perspective and it, and it increases more honor because he's Lord of Lords and Kings of Kings. And he, he deserves reverence and honor. So fear again is fear again is not me shaking in my boots, scared of God. Fear is just I am fully aware of who he is and what he is capable of. And, and but more importantly, my fear is wrapped in how gracious he is. If I know someone took a bullet for me or if I knew someone loved me and if I knew someone was there for me beyond my ability to be there for myself, I just I just got to respect. How can you be so nice? but yet so powerful. And when you understand that balance of God, it just puts things in perspective and make you love him anymore. He makes you, makes him love, make you love him more and reverence him more. Let's continue. Good evening, Janine. Floyd in the house. Thank you for watching. Rose Purple, you so welcome. Janine Connor says, asking for prayer for my aunt Grace as well, please. I pray right now for uh, Janine Connor's aunt as well. We believe that if there's any type of envy, any type of root, issues in her heart that's contributing to her disease. We come against those things now. Lord, I pray that you bring revelation to the root issue to her, to everyone's disease, whoever's watching, that they will be able to walk in the truth that you have given us and the and the power and the healing that you have given us. Rejuvenate their immune system, Lord, by bringing joy into their life for the joy will be their strength. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're welcome, my brother. And Nick Charles says, so I'm a Christian. I was raised in a strict Haitian family. I'm in the process of moving out just because I want my independence and want to live alone. I have a career and I'm 27. How to tell my parents. Let's see. Oh, how to tell my parents. Well, you're grown. You're grown. Uh, sometimes we get so uh, our future sometimes is rooted in um, the perceptions of our parents. Right. And so how I would tell my parents is first, you got to make sure you walk in the will of God. I got to give you whole uh, a balanced counsel, okay? I got to give you both sides because I don't know the whole story. Number one thing I will say is, are you leaving uh, in God's timing? Are you led by God in leaving? Because sometimes being in a strict home could be your hiding place or shelter. <clears throat> For years, when I came uh, home from Oral Roberts University, I wasn't able I didn't go back to school. Um, I was at my mom's house for like five years after that, six years after that. And for years, I was like, man, God, I want up out of here. I didn't know until time later when I met my wife how much of uh, accountability that house was because my ministry was growing in that time. When I, stayed with her. I said, imagine if my ministry was growing and all these women were around and I had my own place. Would I, really, would I have really been uh, able to survive? And looking back at it, I'm thankful that I was at my mom's house because uh, um, I don't know if I would have been able to handle it as 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 well as I should have. Right. So you have to make sure that you're being led because of God and not because of feelings of independence. Right. Because it could be God's shelter. And was my mom was it always been was it always fun staying? I know it wasn't always fun, but 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 honestly. I'd rather be there hidden and protected and 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 cared for because, especially with this pandemic stuff, especially with all this stuff going on, you just want to make sure you're in the will of God because God could be using your parents and your family as protection and as provision for what he knows coming through. So that's number one. Make sure that you're leaving solely because God is leading you to, uh, um, because strict, you didn't say 
abusive. You said strict. So you just have to ask yourself, <clears throat> am I leaving because of my own feelings or am I leaving because God is leading me, right? That's the most important, right? So I'm in the process of moving out just because I want my independence and want to live alone. So that that's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong with wanting your independence, nothing wrong with being alone. You just got to make sure you are following God because, because I'm telling you, there's no level of independence that will make me leave a place uh, uh, where God wants me because I know there's safety in his will. Uh, I have a career and I'm 27. How to tell my parents? Well, what I would do is this. If you're in the process of moving out, you're already moving out, right? But what I would do this weekend, I would say, Holy Spirit, I want to be in your will. Please let me know if it's the right thing to do. The Holy Spirit ain't going to take two weeks. He ain't going to take he ain't going to take long. Anybody who desires to be in the will of God will get an immediate answer from God. I promise you. It may not be an audible voice. <clears throat> it may be other ways, but he'll let you know, especially if you desire to be in his will. So what I would do is I will love my parents, hug on them, spend time with them today. Um, tonight, I'll uh, go say, Holy Spirit, I believe that I hear from you. Lead me to do the right thing. I really want to be in your will. And I promise you, you will know by tomorrow morning what you should do. Let me know tomorrow and see what you've heard from the Holy Spirit. And I think you'll know what you need to do. Jamil White says, will God send me someone I find ugly? Nah, he ain't gonna send anybody to find ugly. I'm just, I'm just you know, I know. But you gotta understand. Uh, um, oh, sorry, Jenny. Uh, ugly, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just because someone is not attracted to you, they will be immensely attracted to someone else, right? So God ain't gonna send you no one ugly. You, you, you gotta know that your God is a creator. He's creative. He created you with, with certain attractions, right? You just got to make sure that, that your uh, singleness is not a place of, of torment and, and worry and concern because then you'll be probably hypercritical. And when you're hypercritical, you'll tend to be a micromanager and then you will actually make something beautiful into a situation because um, your heart is is overly desiring for something, right? But God ain't going to send you someone ugly. You just got to be in his will. I promise you, he'll look out for you. Joshua Pittman says, hey, coach, boredom boredom kind of creeps. Boredom kind of creeps in from time to time. And I need advice on how to keep it away. Right now, it's just me and God, which is the best time of a man's life apart from a job spouse. So boredom kind of creeps in. Well, one thing that I realized about me, fam, that, that keeps me from being bored. I don't remember the last time I was bored. Um, I have about 51 book ideas and probably about 18 card game ideas. I'm, I'm always, my time is always occupied. Um, and, and what I mean by that is now there may be moments where you just like, man, whatever, then you, what I do is I take a nap or I go to the gym or, or I just go to, I do different things that will contribute to my endorphins, contribute to my mindset, contribute to me. Um, being healthy, right? So anytime you find yourself bored, you can always do push-ups. Anytime you find yourself bored, you can always find something to do. And and there's always a new chapter in the Bible to read. There's there's always uh, um, something. And that's why it's important to know your purpose because your purpose is not just a period of time. Like if I, if God created me, since I know God created me a writer, I know he just didn't put one book in me. He probably put about 50, 60, 70 books in me. So he's going to always have something to occupy my time productive wise, especially spending time with him. But but the good thing about being alone with God is there's always commentary. You can understand the Bible more. Maybe you can read through the whole Bible. There's always something that you can find. Um, but finding your purpose is essential, Joshua. And so what I would do is I'll say, OK, if it's singing, if it's rapping, if it's writing, if it's drawing, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. 
and or just do push-ups. Do structure your life where there's not too much to be bored about. And when you have a very strong why and a strong commitment to a thing, then you'll always find something to do. Hope to help. John Oheen says, how do you get rid of shyness? Great question. Your confidence is, is, is in who you confide in. Your confidence, wherever you find your confidence, determine your dominance, right? So if your confidence in God, right? And, and for me, I wouldn't say I'm a shy, I'm not a shy person, but I know my value. I know my purpose. I, I The more you begin to know that you are unique, one of a kind, uh, here for a purpose, um, you become emboldened by the spirit of God. And, and what helps me be, be emboldened is my engagement with God, family. I'm telling you, when I spend time with God in my prayer closet, prayer time, or my awareness time and vibe time with God, it just does something to my confidence because I've been with my father. And it's hard to be like, I'm not impressed by anybody. Please, there's not a person on this earth. If I was in a room with Michael Jordan, if I was in a room with uh, uh, anybody, I don't care who it is, I'm not easily impressed. I'm not because I'm in awe of God. When you're in awe of God, you're not going to be impressed by man. I'm telling you, I'm not impressed by anyone. What I mean by impressed, there may be some things that's impressive, but I'm not so impressed by somebody that I'm pressed towards them. No, nah, because I know God. And when you spend time with God, these are just mere men. These are just mere women, right? Because you know you count, you know you matter, you know your confidence in him, and you spent time with him. So you rid yourself of shyness by asking yourself, number one, uh, uh, what is the root reason to my shyness? Or what is the root reason to my shyness? I uh, um, uh, what do, what am I identifying myself with? So what is the root reason of your shyness? Is it insecurities? Is it inadequacy? Is it intimidation? I, you got to ask yourself, who do I identify with? We, I was created in the image of God. So therefore I, I identify with God. Therefore I'm an ambassador of God and wherever I am, he is. Therefore, there's no need to be shy. So find a root reason and uh and what's in uh, and what rooms are you shy in? There we go. R. What reason, what what is the root reason to your shyness? And, and process what rooms are you shy in? Is it because of women? Is it because are you shy because you don't feel uh strong self-esteem? You know what I'm saying? And so that's who you go to I. Who do you identify yourself with? Who you identify yourself with? And you but I identify with God. Therefore, when you identify with God, and you get purpose minded. Right. Then if there's something about your body, something about your personality that makes you shy, then you will find acceptance in God, which didn't produce an aura about you of confidence because you are OK with how God made you. And if there's anything inside you need to change, you'll change. And D, you just got to uh, uh, um, demonstrate. <laughs> I'm trying to get a D word. You just got to demonstrate or or just do the opposite of shyness, like step in there. And 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 practice uh, um, not being shy. Just do it, man. Just step in there confidently. But when you look at the root reason of your shyness and examine which rooms are you the most shy in and why, and then you begin to identify yourself with God, and then you begin to dive deep into your purpose, then you'll be able to step in any room powerful, bold, and confident because you know who your God is. Hope to help. Got time for one more, and I got to go to Instagram. Daisy Daisy says, how do you deal with thoughts about someone that you have an interest in, but come to find out their relationship? I respect the relationship. How do I really get him out of my head? I feel bad. Uh, well, basically, thoughts are just a seeds, right? 
thinking is a choice. So thinking is rain to that seed of thought, right? Typically, a soul tie occurs or can occur without any type of sexual intimacy. You don't have to have sex to have a soul tie, but sex contributes to strong soul ties, right? So there are mild ties. Mild ties or uh, low, uh, um, weak ties are developed by um, the overindulgence of some of the idea of someone, right? So for a period of time, Daisy, you begin to indulge in the idea of this individual, probably watching him online. And that's what social media has done. We can binge people's lives. And in binging people's lives, we begin to become uh, intimate mentally with the idea of the individual. And we paint imagery in our minds on the walls that we look at of, of making ourselves intimate with that individual or get to know that individual. And then when reality hits and we see that this person in a relationship, but we have already become emotionally attached. Now it's time. It's hard for us to let go. So what you got to do is you got to say, OK, um, I got to wean myself off this individual by first acknowledging the root reason why you did that and repent for that sin. You repent. You confess. Hold on. Thought I had a sneeze. Hold on. <laughs> you confess. Then you, you repent. And then you begin to see him through the lens of God and respect what he has. Right. So how do you deal with thoughts about someone? You got to cast down that vain imagination. The vain imagination, you got to look at a valid reality. <laughs> in order to cast down vain imagination, you got to look at a valid reality. We off him because in a relationship, because what we don't want to happen is that you're waiting for there to be a breakup or wishing for there to be a breakup. And then there's another period of time where that uh, that uh, idolatry, or not idolatry, but that intimacy increases and that soul ties become strengthened because now you overindulge in the idea of the potentially being one day that they break up. And then you could possibly be available for him to come in. That's too much time being distracted, fam. So what you got to do is you got to get off that and trust the will of God, move on from that. And don't, and, and when that thought creeps in, you investigate that thought and you find, you find the validity or the vanity of it. And if you find it as vain, you have to understand what the word of God says about whatever it is that you feel a little insecure about so that you can grow in the knowledge of God so that that vain thought won't be as high, won't be higher than your understanding of God. If it's insecurity, if it's loneliness, whatever it is, you build yourself up in your most holy faith with scripture, with understanding what the word of God says and what God has for you. So that when you understand when those thoughts creep in, you already confident in the things of God and you know, hey, we I can't I can't worry about Tyrone. He got a whole girlfriend. But you got to make sure you hold yourself up because it's really not him that's affecting you. It's something in the roots of your life that's causing you to do this. Because if you don't deal with the root issue, then this issue will just recycle again. And then you'll find yourself uh, 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 idol not idolizing, but becoming intimate with the idea of an individual. And then then just get lost in all that. Right. So how do I really get him out of my head? Realize that's your head. That's your brain. You have authority over it. You choose what to think on. You don't have to think on those things. You change the way you think uh, uh, um, so that you can be on the brink of your purpose versus sinking in away from it, right? So how do you get out? You got to first off, facts facts over feelings. What are the facts? He's in a whole relationship. got a whole girlfriend. The facts is there's something rooted inside of your spirit that's causing you to, to become uh, intimate with the idea of an individual and specific as an individual. So you got to write the facts and write the truth and, and let that pain hit you, that disappointment hit you, whatever it hit, and process those feelings and uh, blossom from that and grow from that. So uh, uh, find the root reason. Uh, uh, if you got to write, if you got to block them online, if you got to remove them online, remove all visuals for a period of time 
and respect their relationship, but do not be looking at it, hoping that it fails because then you'll fall in the process and you will lose, you will waste precious time that could be used for other things and for other purposes. So thoughts, how, how you cast on a vain, a vain thought, find what the word of God says. The Bible says, cast down vain imaginations and every thought that, it, that rises against the knowledge of God. Taking every thought captive to, to the obedience of Christ. You got to captivate that thought, process it, investigate it, put cuffs on it. Like I said in another video, there's two highways, in one ear, out the other, or there's in one ear, down to the heart. You got to stop every thought at this toll, at this checkpoint and say, do, is this worth going to my soul? What is, what, is the, what is the current state of my soul? That's what I said. Look at the root issue. What's the current state of your soul? Is there insecurity? Is there abandonment issues? Whatever. You got to let God deal with that so that you can be off that. And then you investigate it by saying, okay, uh, 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 is this something God want me to entertain? Because thoughts come from one of three places. Either comes from the de from the demonic, the divine, or deep within, or uh, uh, or whatever. I forgot the, th the third D. But either way, you got to process it, or deep within. That's other D. You got to process, say, where did you come from? Where is your ID? Who sent you? Because thoughts are powerful. And if you don't deal with thoughts immediately, they will have you uh, uh, messed up eventually. Hope to help. Love y'all. I got to go, y'all. I'm going to get on this Instagram. Thank you. You're so welcome. Hey, coach. Hey, everyone. Thank you for watching. Oh, uh, thank y'all so much for watching. I pray this was a blessing. Make sure you check out my um, Patreon uh, where you'll be able to uh, get some level of coaching with me. If you got questions about your purpose, questions about ideas, questions about life, and you really want to build with me as I build you and you want to be a part of my community here and you want to um, have some support there. Check out the link below. Just go to patreon.com, type in Joshua Ezzy, and uh, and we'll we'll serve you there. I look forward to serving you there. Check out my website for all resources and tools. I am unplugged.com. There you'll be able to find all of my books, card games, the latest book I just wrote, this book here. You'll be able to see all my books there, card games, all that good stuff. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed, and I'll see y'all next time. Peace.